Jesus is calling. Hello, Jesus calling. You heard from him lately? Did you pick up? Do you have a special ringtone when Jesus calls? <laughs> Apparently, he's got his own best-selling book, too, besides the Bible. That's what I read this week, all right? The number one best-selling daily devotional, Jesus Calling, has impacted over 25 million lives with words of encouragement, comfort, reassurance of Jesus' unending peace and love. The much-loved devotions inside your Jesus Calling will help you look forward to your time with the Lord. Experience a deeper relationship with Jesus as you savor the presence of the one who understands you perfectly and loves you forever. Enough of the infomercial, right? And I'm so glad that Jesus Calling has impacted millions of people. That's fantastic. But indeed, the truth of the Bible is Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. He's calling each and every one of us. How does he call us and what does that mean? And how do we respond? Well, let's just put the lens out there real large for a moment. Jesus is calling. God is calling us to be with him we call that salvation what does the word salvation mean sozo in the original language what does that mean it means to rescue it means to salvage right to make new and whole again right so jesus is calling us to be with him it's a call of salvation to enter into a relationship uh, with him and that happens generally to all people of all time, no matter where we are or where we've been or where in the world we are. Here's what the Bible says. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make Him known. The heavens declare the glory of God. You agree with that? I don't know about you, but some of the most profound connections I have with God is when I'm out there. And honestly, after living in Bangkok before moving here, we chose to live by the lake. Why? Because I love to go out and see the lake when it's roaring and angry and hostile, when it's fog covered and you can't even see it, when it's like a sheet of glass. It's always different. But that to me is a proclamation of the greatness of God. It's not accidental that any of that is happening. And so I can encounter God in those moments as I look at the glory, His glory displayed through the changing of the leaves. Wow, it's just amazing, isn't it? So that's that general call. Paul would pick up on that in Romans chapter 1. They, and the word they, we always take that pronoun, who is it referring to? He's talking about all those who are outside of a relationship with God, right? Everyone outside of a relationship with God, that's the they. They know the truth about God. Don't tell me you don't know God. Uh-uh, doesn't work that way. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. God, in his love and justice, has made himself known even through the created order. Even by stepping outside here, you can say there is something beside me. 
There's something greater out there that's responsible for all this so that no one has an excuse. So Jesus is calling us to be with Him. This is salvation. And it begins with this general call that goes out to everyone simply by what has been created. Then there's the specific call of Jesus. He was walking on the shores of Galilee. He sees a couple of fishermen named Peter, his brother Andrew, right? What does he say to him? Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Come, follow me. So here it is, his invitation. Here it is. Be with me. Be with me. Drop what you're doing. Come, follow me. I wonder, have you answered that call? This call to be with him in salvation? To understand what he's done for us on the cross by taking our place in our punishment and giving us forgiveness and hope and eternal life that begins right now. Have you had that experience? Or is that love message, perhaps you've heard it over and over again, somehow stored in your voicemail, and you know it's there, but you've never responded to it. It's just sitting there in the voicemail. You know the message. It might even be translated for you. Isn't that nice, Apple? Yeah, I like that, right? I can read the transcript. But that doesn't put it in here unless we invite Him and accept His invitation to be with Him. So Jesus is calling. He's calling us first and foremost to salvation. Then He's calling us to live with Him or to be like Him. And that's sanctification. That's a big church word. But it simply means to be like Jesus, to be separate. The word is holy in its root, and it just means to be separated from something and separated unto something else. That's what holiness or sanctification is. And so he is calling us to live like him. Here's some scripture. Be holy because I am holy. Now, you think that's a pretty tall order? Be holy because I am holy. Now, the person next to you, would you consider them to be a holy person? Hmm. (laughs) But this whole holiness thing, this whole idea of being separate, uh, to live with Him, to live like Him in sanctification is extremely important. Here's what the writer of Hebrews says. Make every effort to be holy or separate. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. This is not an option for the Jesus follower. He's calling us not only to salvation, but also to sanctification, not only to be with Him, but to live like Him. And without it, we won't even see Him, except as judge. And I don't want to meet Him like that. So, Paul would say, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Here's the concept. Now, come out from them. and Who's them? Who are we supposed to get away from? The world. How many agree with Don? Well, I do. You and me, buddy. Come on, give me a hug. Yeah. Good. A plus on that one. Okay. You guys thought it was a trick question. It wasn't that time. It was an easy one, right? To come out from the world, from the way that the world lives. And I'm not talking about some holiness code of women not wearing slacks or uh, the other. uh, 
Anyway, what I am talking about are matters of the heart. Here's the way Paul said it. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Why? Why do we come out from the world? And why should we be transformed by living like Jesus in sanctification? So that we might be conformed to the image of his son. So that we might live like him. That's the idea. Make sense to you? So Jesus is calling. He's calling us. He's calling us to be with him, to live like him. John would say it like this. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And I wonder how often am I accused of living like Jesus? Yeah, from time to time. That does happen. And you know what? I I want to be positive here. It's Christ in us. It's the hope of glory. It's amazing. And I can see Jesus in in so many of you in so many different ways. By the attitudes that you have or don't have. By the words that you speak or don't speak. I see the Jesus influence in your life. And that you're wrestling with this. And you want this in your heart. You, You want to be separate. You want to live like Jesus. I see that. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Jesus calling all of us to be like him. And I'm trying to be more like him when it comes to being so driven. So driven. Whether it's the way I drive my car or drive certain conversations or drive my expectations of others. I want to be like Jesus. What was he like? He washed feet. He said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life. That's Jesus. And I want to be more and more and more like that rather than driven. Now, what are you working on so that you might be more like Jesus? And I hope we're working on something. So let's start in the back. We'll each take a turn. And nah, just kidding. Knock it off. Just kidding. But we should be always working to be more like Jesus, right? And just when we get that thing, then he gives us another thing. Be more like me, John. Be more like me in this area and in that area. He's so faithful. And I want to learn till the day I take my last breath to be more like Jesus, to live more like Jesus. And lastly, and then we're going to take communion, we want to join him on mission. We want to join him on his mission, and that has to do with vocation. So salvation, sanctification, vocation. And that, what does that mean? What's Jesus' mission? What's God's mission? Anybody here ever hear of the verse John 3.16? I didn't put it on the screen because I thought some of you might just know that one. Okay? Who can say that? Okay, we'll all say it together. For God loved the world that he gave that who shall not perish but have eternal life. That's his mission, is it not? Never changes that mission. Never changes. And so uh, he came to save us, to set us free from the power of sin and death and to give us life and abundant life. That's our Jesus. And that should be our mission, wouldn't you agree? His mission should be our mission. And so to join him on his mission, and that is the Great Commission, Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples of all the nations. But might I suggest, because we get that ingrained into our head, the Great Commission, and we take a look at this a little differently as the Great Commission, and that hyphen changes everything. So if it becomes then the Great Commission, C-O hyphen mission, the Great co-mission. Think about that uh, for a moment. We are working with God to fulfill his mission. He didn't send us out and say, go do this for me. He said, here's what I'm going to do. Join me. Be a part of what I'm doing. And it's his mission 
redeem the world. And we get to be a part of that. He didn't send us out to do what we can do. He sent us out to join him in what he's already doing. That's a whole different shift of mindset. And so we seek to identify, God, where are you at work? I want to join you in that mission where you're working. I want to put my time and my resources into the mission that you have. Not only here, but everywhere. So, Paul would say in Romans 10, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? And we've heard that over and over again. But this is his invitation. Jesus is calling. Hello, join me on my mission. Join me on my mission. Sundays from 10 to 11. Join me on my mission. Right. Or 10.10 for some of you. Oh, did I just say that? The point being, right? Where is his mission? When does that happen? How does it look? Now, God is calling some of us to join him on his mission in rather spectacular ways. Life-changing, profound ways. Like from here to here. Check out this video from uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance about those who have met Jesus and his call. Wonderful stories, aren't they? They're inspiring. But let's be cautious about this. Jesus is not simply calling spiritual superstars or the spiritual elite to follow him into full-time ministry or the mission field. That is a bogus notion I want to destroy right now. Because Jesus is calling every single person. I don't care what your age is. I don't care what you're going to do tomorrow for your living or school or whatever. Jesus is calling right now. He is calling right now. And again, it's not just for those uh, who have been called in the ministry. He's calling all of us to join him on his mission right in our own homes, in our places of work, wherever he has us. Now, you saw some of the spiritual elite from the CMA. I want to show you some other spiritually elite folk who are answering Jesus' call. Check this out. Isn't that cool? I don't want us to miss this important point. Jesus is calling each and every one of us to join him in the mission that he has. He's already gone before you at your place of work, in your own family. He's at work there. He's calling us, join me. Join me in this great work. And again, I want to say thank you. I see many of you and I know that you are joining him. That's your heart's desire, is to join him more and more and more. And as the darkness begins to get more and more dark, your light will get brighter and brighter. So he's extending an invitation to be a part of what he's doing here and now and tomorrow and there. We can all participate in what he's doing. How do we do that? Well, we pray, we pray, we pray. God, use me, use me right where you have me. And for some of us, uh, we can give. Some of us, we can go. But he's calling all of us. Don't mistake this important point. Jesus is a calling. He's calling us to be a 
participant in his mission to reach the lost, to reach the hurting, to least reach the hopeless. And next week in our Global Advance Rally, we're going to hear some things about how that's happening in Israel. I think you'll be greatly encouraged by that. But Jesus is calling. Will you answer the call? Can you hear his voice? He's calling. Join me. Join me. And I'd like us to reaffirm our commitment as a church family to our great co-mission. Our great co-mission. Partnering with God in what he's doing by taking communion together. This, the seal of our desire, which is his heart's desire, is to reach those who don't yet know the joy of Jesus. And so we come to the table together. Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And I'm looking forward to that day when I sit down with Jesus. As Luke describes, people will come from the east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. And John was privy to get a little preview. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. Well done, good and faithful servant. You fulfilled your mission. Come, let's eat together. Looking forward to that day. But here, this becomes a picture of what is to come. As we consider what Jesus has done for us. And beyond what He's done for you and me, that's a little too individualistic sometimes. It's what He is doing in the lives of others. And we join Him in that mission. His mission of reaching out and caring and loving. And so let's take just a moment and prepare our hearts. And then as a church family, we'll reaffirm our commitment to answer the call of Jesus wherever that takes us and whoever it takes us to, even the hard stuff. Yeah. Let's pray together, church. Father, thank you. Thank you for including us that we can be on mission with you. And you've not left us alone, but you've gone ahead of us and just bid us follow. And we take just a moment and we ask you to forgive us corporately as a church for the times we've been distracted from that mission by other things that really don't matter or matter very little in light of your mission. And in this moment, we want to reaffirm
that we desire to be on mission with you, Jesus. Give us ears to hear when you call. Give us a heart to respond and obey that call. And then give us feet that will move swiftly to join you. So we say thank you for what you've done on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that it was your body that was beaten and bruised beyond recognition. That it was your blood that flowed so that we might be made whole. Thank you, Jesus, for completing your mission so courageously. And I ask for that courage that I might do my part in fulfilling your mission in your way and in your time. So thank you, Lord. Thank you. And help us to celebrate together your death and proclaim it until you come again through these elements. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.